We took a couple weeks off for the holidays, but we are now back. Podcasts will now be on Thursdays. I can't promise that there's going to be one every week, but I'm going to try my best to have one every other week, if not every week. And I have started uploading YouTube videos again. So if you go over to YouTube and subscribe to Horsepower and Pizza, new videos are live every Wednesday evening at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you like motorsports videos and want to see some behind the scenes and some manufacturing content, Horsepower and Pizza is here to provide that for you. This week, Booker and I sit down, we talk about pit bikes, we preview the 2022 Supercross season, and then we get talking about Nitro Circus and law school and college, and it was a great Saturday evening. We both love pizza, so we shared a meal, sat down, recorded a podcast, hung out, watched Anaheim 1. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. I like my pizza cold and my women colder, yeah. She too stubborn or I would have told her And every time I'm with my buddies, yeah, we never sober <laughs> Wake up feeling 10 years older It's the Cold Pizza Podcast, we're gonna start there Wait, are you gonna do the uh, Best of 2021 video? Should I? Yeah, dude, Okay. I still go back to watch the old one Okay, I will do that I have it, like, partially edited And then because I didn't release videos for, like, six months I just never got around to it. So I, no, or I, should I, should I just merge that with the best of twenty two and just do like a longer? No, do a separate. Split okay. It. It's a new year, new you, Bailey. <clears throat> new year, new me. You don't want to have that old you tie you down, you know. That you that is true. Welcome back to the Cold Pizza Podcast. I am your host Bailey. I own Horsepower and Pizza and Pizza Boy Metalworks LLC. I am joined once again by Andrew Booker. Who the hell is Andrew? It's just Booker. Um, yeah, we took a couple weeks off because of the holidays. It's the first time we've actually gotten to sit down and uh, hang out at all, really, let alone work. This is work. Um, do what you love, but call it work. That's where we're at right now. And um, yeah, so this is the first one of the year. One of my resolutions for this year is to post at least 26 podcasts. So that would be one every other week. My other resolution is at least one TikTok a day and at least one YouTube video per week, which I did start again last Wednesday. They will be Wednesday evenings at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I, I originally announced that it was 5 p.m., but I went back on that. It's going to be 4 p.m. So, Booker, did you have a good holiday season? I did, Bailey. Did you have a nice? I holiday? had I had a great holiday season. Good. Um, finished out wedding season strong with uh, RJ and Shannon. Very and good. I don't know. Had a good Christmas, good New Year's, good Thanksgiving, everything. But uh, I'm gonna give you the option. Give you an option here. Let's throw you a curveball. You didn't <clears throat> know I was gonna ask you. Oh boy. Do you want to do? a 2022 Supercross preview podcast, or do you want to do a Booker Tells Stories about oh, dealing crap. with the public, <laughs> or should we save that one for next week? All right, well... Because this I'm is, a, this is our a... last opportunity to do a true, like, Supercross preview, considering Supercross starts for the season in an hour and a half. Okay, well, I'm going to give you the old reverse Uno card and say, do you want me to do more talking or less talking? <laughs> Because Supercross, I would probably obviously do less talking than if you were asking me stories about 
dealing with the public and Let, let's do booker deals with the public on the next one all right that's fine all right that's fine so this is going to be a show where i do the majority of the talking um booker loves supercross i like watching it watching it uh but every time you ever sit next to that person when you're watching a movie and they ask you like every question known to man even though you don't know the answer that's how it's 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 like watching supercross with andrew andrew uh, sorry who's andrew who's andrew <clears throat> booker I just sit there and ask questions and all that stuff, but it, it, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. And I spent a lot of my teenage years on a dirt bike, so I get very, very much into it. I don't get as into it as I used to, but I definitely still make the time to sit down and watch. Maybe yeah. not every week, but after not seeing any racing since September. Yeah. I'm, well, you and I started... I don't know if we did any last year, but I know like when COVID first hit, I know we, you and I would get together every single week and watch yeah. it. That was it was a good time. That was two years ago. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if we did last year or not. Um, quick before we get into the Supercross preview, I did end up buying another bike. Oh yeah, not a full size bike, but we're getting so back. It's not into, a four fifty. You were no, talking about I was getting talking a four fifty. No, I wanted to get a two fifty and then life. two stroke. Yeah, I, I do love two stroke. <laughs> I I love two strokes, but. Now, I talked about getting another pit bike for, I don't know, probably the better part of the last two years, and then COVID hit, and everything has been super hard to come by because, I don't know, everybody's been buying them. Well, as soon as everyone started coming out with videos online of riding pit bikes and groups of people, just like packs of (coughs) pit bikes everywhere... The price started going oh, up, like for sure. Like yeah, you can buy a full size bike for less. You can, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I, I was looking for one too, just because like okay, that'd they're be fun, fun, dude. Yeah, they're yeah. fun. I had, <laughs> I had that TTR fifty in high school, and then yeah. I ended up with a KLX one ten in high school too. And that thing was, it had the tall bars, it had exhaust and tall pegs, tall seat, everything else. But mm. it was, it was a first gen. Um, klx so it had the three-speed semi-auto so like you could shift but it didn't have the clutch well the second gen klx if you got the l which is the one that's a little taller okay that came with a four-speed with a clutch so that's what i wanted it's a little taller it's suspension stiffer is that so that's that's what i got okay and what size did you say it was it's a 110 l l okay um now not to cut you off no you're good but just because i'm i mean if I look at a pit bike, I know it's a pit bike, but compared to all the other bikes, what makes a pit bike a pit bike? Is it generally that they're shorter to the ground? They don't have as big an engine, but how do you know like what's a pit bike uh, uh, and what's just a small person's <laughs> dirt bike? No, that, that's, a, that's a fair yeah. question. Um, and for those of you who may be listening that don't understand what pit bikes are, pit bikes are... It's a dirt bike or a motocross bike and that's exactly what they are they are children's motocross bikes okay that full-size people modify and (laughs) ride um yeah you could put a seven eight ten year old kid on that bike tomorrow yeah they could ride no problem um the problem is for someone my size or your size Mm -hmm. is the handlebars will be in your knees if you try to ride it so a lot of the times people will put stiffer suspension Taller seat, taller handlebars, which taller handlebars, you end up needing to get longer throttle cable, longer brake cable, stuff like that to make it fit. Mm -hmm. Pro Taper sells a great kit. 
for a couple hundred bucks. You buy it, you modify it, it comes with everything you need, you're good to go. Okay. Um, I have no affiliation with ProTaper. I've been using their products for years. So if they would like to uh, reach out and either send us some stuff or sponsor a video or something, we'd love that because they do make a great product. Um, but that's that's my plug for them. I have no affiliation with them. Just great products. Yeah. Um, so a pit bike, my only thing with a pit bike is it has to be a four-stroke. People, Do they make two-stroke pit bikes? No, but people will buy two-stroke motocross bikes that are children's motocross bikes, uh, and they're like, oh, this is a pit bike. I'm like, no, that will do 70 miles an hour <laughs> in a straight line. Yeah. That's not a pit bike. Okay. Um, no, but KLXs and Honda makes the CRF, mm-hmm. and then Yamaha makes the TTR, and then there's... Is that all, their version of the pit bike? I, yes. I was curious because I saw one on... Marketplace a couple weeks ago. But then there's Piranha, there's Sano, there's all sorts of other brands that yeah. SSR, Pitster Pro. Yeah. I don't some of them are Chinese brands versus like the Japanese brands. And in the mm-hmm. motocross community, the Japanese brands are like the bread and butter, and then you have yeah. Gas Gas, Husqvarna, KTM, which are kind of all under the same roof for those of you that don't know. Um, but those are like the European bikes. Um, the, the three main of like the mainstream manufacturers, the three main pit bikes you're going to get are a KLX 110 from Kawasaki, a CRF 110 from Honda, and then the TTR 110 from, uh, Yamaha. Okay. I watched a shootout of the three of them. I think it was Vital MX did it. It was on YouTube. The TTR makes the most power. The Kawasaki is, Kawasaki's been making these bikes since I believe 2002 or 2003. So they're like 20 years into it. Yeah. Um, really surprising. I think Honda only came out with them in like the early 2010s. I'm going to say like 2013, really? 2014. Honda's fuel injected now. I was just saying, the last, no. Kawasaki is still carbureted, carbureted and mm-hmm. Yamaha's carbureted. Wow, I wonder why. I don't know. I guess I, you, I think you and I had that conversation before. You said, "What year did they generally switch over to fuel injection?" Fuel injection in like the two fifty Fs and like the four fifty Fs. I want to say Kawasaki switched. Kawasaki and Suzuki for sure switched like two thousand ten. Dude, that's twelve um, years. Yamaha switched the 450 in 2010. Yamaha was the last to switch to fuel injection with the 250F. Okay. But Suzuki, I know Kyle Breckbill's 450 was like an 08 or an 09, and that was fuel injected. So Suzuki okay. was like leading the charge on that, but yeah. that was that generation of the RMZs. They were like so far ahead of the game, and everybody wanted them, and now they yeah. haven't developed anything beyond that. Like, if you were to go to Barnes and buy one off the showroom floor, like Monday, well, It'd they're closed on Monday, the Tuesday. It's the same bike <laughs> yeah. as 2008, 2010. Like, they might have updated little things here and there, but it's yeah. nothing new. Um, not to get on a huge tangent with that, but, yeah, my friend Brian that I used to ride full-size bikes with, he got a CRF 110, and he's like, dude, it's awesome. My realtor, Sam... Mm-hmm. loves klx's he's been pushing me to get a klx for like the last year so i went in and i talked to 
Barnes Brothers, and I was like, listen, I want to get a 110L, because I wanted the four-speed with the clutch and everything, and they're like, all right, we'll work you up a price. We have one coming in. Uh, I'll say it on here, I guess. It was, like, pretty close to four grand out the door. Damn. I've never spent four grand on a bike, ever. Like, full-size bikes, nothing. Yeah. Never. But this would have been the first brand new anything that I everything I've ever purchased has been used cars, bikes, trailer, right? Everything. So it would have been the first brand new thing I ever bought. I was like, I can't justify four grand. Obviously, yeah. Like, would I get four grand worth of fun out of it? I don't know. Probably. Like, yeah. I you can't really put a price on fun. And it, it, it's a pit bike. You already outgrew it a couple of years ago. Right. So it's not like you're gonna outgrow it again. You're just gonna keep it around for a right. while. So I'm like, listen, I appreciate you working me up a price. I don't think I want to spend the money. Like, I'm starting another business. Yeah. Trying to get my own place again. Like, there. I'm. I'm at the age where if I spend four thousand dollars on a child's bike. I just look like a fool. Or you better have a kid. <laughs> or I better have a kid. Or, like, yeah. it, it just was not a priority. As right. much fun as I would have and the content I would make. So I have a meeting at the bank a couple weeks later to set up my business account for the new yeah. endeavor. And I'm sitting there. He went to copy, like, my ID and my documents and stuff that I took with me. Yeah. And I get a text from Blake while he's out of his office. And it doesn't say anything. It just, I can see the thumbnail photo on my lock screen is bright green. And I'm like, he got that 22 in and now he's going to try to talk me into buying it. <laughs> no text with it or anything. So I finish up with my meeting. I go out and I get in my car. I'm like, oh, I'll check this text before I go home. Now there's text that came through with it. He had sold a 2016 KLX 110L to somebody that lives like a couple blocks from the shop back in 2016. Sold it brand new. Yeah. The dude's kids rode it like three or four times around the yard. <laughs> and it sat in the garage since. So he brought it in to trade it in. That's awesome. So Blake put a sold side on it. And uh, I went and picked it up a couple weeks <laughs> later. So I got a 2016 that's basically brand new. They didn't really change anything between then and now anyway. Right. And now my plans, it's a stalker. It's clean. Ron thought it was brand new because he's like, well, I want one. <laughs> I was like, you got four grand to spend? He's like, you spent four grand on that? I said, no, mine's six years old. He goes, well, how do you get a six-year-old one that's brand new? <laughs> I said, it's not brand new. It was it was used yeah. just very lightly. So, um, no, it's a stalker. I was, when I buy things like that, I kind of want to get something that's stock because the last oh, one yeah. that I had was a full mob that I bought from there's a lot to go wrong there. Yeah, that a full mod. If yeah, I don't care how much maintenance you do on anything. If something is modified, it has been beaten. I don't care what anybody tells you. You can tell me yeah. that you changed the oil after every time you rode it. That's cool. Changing the oil after every time you ride it doesn't mean it wasn't held the limiter the entire time you rode it. Right. Well, plus and. I, don't know. I know how hard I am on things there too. Well, so and the other thing is, for a bike that's just for pure enjoyment, you're not actually competing. Well, I might end up racing it. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't <laughs> intend mind. disregard everything yeah, that just I happened. <laughs> I I can't really speak to it though, because like 
I bought it to ride with Sam and Brian and a bunch of other kids we used to race with. Yeah. Nobody's bodies can handle, <laughs> in our mid-20s, mid to late-20s, none of us can handle riding full-size bikes anymore. Right. They're expensive to get into. Yeah. The investment versus return was not there, so I was like, you know what? Plus, I mean... You can probably ride pit bikes more places than you can a full-size bike. Oh, yeah. I mean, people race them in their backyards for yeah. crying out loud. Well, I got it for about half of what a brand new one would have cost okay. me. Okay, yeah. So I was like, you know what? It's a stalker. I already ordered graphics for it because I had to throw numbers on it right yeah. away. Blake gave me Barnes Brothers Racing fender stickers for it and Barnes Brothers yeah. Motorcycles and Off-Road stickers for the, like, I air quotes rad shrouds because they're air cold so there's no rad yeah but i'm gonna throw tall bars on it i'm gonna throw graphics on it and i'm just gonna ride the hell out of it with my friends have a bunch of fun make a bunch of videos and heck yeah make a bunch of memories more than anything yeah. um i'm just at a point in life where i'm so busy all the time with work and business things that when i do get a chance to kind of unwind i don't want to unwind i want to turn it you up and go yeah. have fun with my yeah. friends and this is i'm not getting any younger none of my friends are getting any younger and uh i don't know i'm having fun good i kind of feel like last year i didn't do a whole lot especially not with horsepower and pizza but i definitely did a lot that set me up to do content things and shows and booths and yeah all sorts of cool shit kind this of the, year the leg room to yeah. So, yeah, I definitely took, like, six months off of making videos and content, but really put my head down and made some shit happen behind closed doors, and if you guys aren't following along, you should be at Horsepower Pizza on every platform, and uh, Horsepower and Pizza on YouTube, but... So does it do burnouts? I'm sure it will. Bro, it still has the nubbies on the tires. It's that new. I'm sure it will do burnouts because that little. I'm slightly disappointed you haven't done a burnout in it. The yet. little KTM that I bought to you did rip the matter out of for the sketchy cart that well, does I might nasty have burnouts. burnouts. I think you did, didn't you? It, Maybe. I don't know. Either way, I think there should be a burnout video coming up. We can do that. We'll do it for the TikTok. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So Supercross 2022. Yeah. There was a lot of moves. There were a lot of there was a lot of there there were there that's the proper phrasing. Yep. There <laughs> that's better if you uh there were a lot of moves made in the off season. As far as switching teams and stuff. Yes. Okay. Eli Tomac is now on Star Racing Yamaha. Okay. After he was on Monster Energy Kawasaki for the last several years, he okay. got his start on Geico Honda and then went to Kawasaki and now he is on Yamaha. Everybody's on Yamaha. Really? Ferrandis is still there. Um, I I didn't do enough research on this. I think Christian Craig is still there. Not really sure. Okay. Now, not to sound dumb, but how does how does it work with Supercross as far as like Monster <coughs> Energy? I know for a while I think it was with Kawasaki. Does Monster Energy has freedom to go sponsor whatever teams they want because okay. this Star Racing Yamaha, Monster is one of their sponsors as well. Okay, so it's like Star Racing Yamaha is a team itself. Yes. And then, okay, and then, okay. But Monster Energy sponsors a Kawasaki factory team, and okay. then they're 
their 250, their lights team, is called Pro Circuit Monster Energy Kawasaki because it's run out of Pro Circuit's shop. Mitch Payton is the team manager. Mitch is a legend in the sport of his own. But Supercross East-West is split for the 250 class. If you race, they start out on the West Coast. So if you race 250s on the West Coast, when they come to the East Coast, doesn't happen every year, and there's no real rhyme or reason, but if that team has a 450 rider that's out for a round in the East Coast, if they're racing 250s on the West Coast, they might pull that kid up to the 450 class if they have a spot, and he can race 450s on the East Coast, and like he won't be in the points hunt because he missed all the West Coast rounds, but kind of acclimates them to the premier class. It happens from time to time. Okay. Um... Do they still run 250s on the East Coast? Yes. Well, okay. Yes, okay. They, but they will split it. Like, Pro Circuit Monster Energy Kawasaki, I don't know how many riders they have this year, but the last couple, they've always had four 250 riders. Okay. And then they'd split it. Two of them would race West, two of them would race East. Um, 450s, you run the whole series, East and West. With Tomac leaving Monster Energy Kawasaki, that yeah. left a spot there. Cincerulo still has his spot. Adam brought jason anderson over to take tomac's spot jason okay. was with rockstar husqvarna the last couple years okay i think barsha is still at gas gas he was on yamaha two years ago there's a lot of moves being made i just saw that the um lawrence brothers actually switched which coast they were going to race for 250s because jet had a good crash in practice the other day so jet was supposed to start out tonight and race west but he got hurt, so he said, you know what, I'm going to race west, and then his brother Hunter, or he said he was going to race east, and then his brother Hunter, who was scheduled to race east, stepped up to race west. Okay. I think they're on the same team. They're both on Honda. Okay. So I think they just said, oh, yeah, we'll just flip-flop that. You know, I had a lot more to talk about, like, thinking about this Yeah. today, and now that I sit down, I can't really remember. Well- so what I wanted to say. Who won last year? Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb. Cooper from... Webb is on Red Bull KTM. Okay. Still? Still. Okay. He That's his second title. He won a title the other year. Um, okay. It's cool to see because he he's about my age, our age, and mm-hmm. he was coming up through the amateur ranks when I was racing amateur. He was always yeah ahead of us, and I never went to any national events, but like he was the kid to watch when we were... 15 16 17 years old so it's cool to see like he's the top of the class that's awesome um really excited to see how cody shock does this year because cody's younger than me and cody used to race a lot of the same amateur races that i did like the local amateur race because he's from delaware and then um seth hammaker who is he's still with monster energy pro circuit kawasaki he was a rookie last year and ended up he raced East Coast, ripped the whole shot, and led, like, most of the main. Yeah. And then, I don't remember what happened. March Banks got around him. A couple other people got around him. And hmm. it just was what it was. But he he's another local. He's from Bainbridge. He's, okay. like, yeah. it's, like, the other side of E-Town. Yeah. So, um, really cool to see local talent do things in the sport. Definitely. Um, definitely. Definitely a lot of fast kids from the area. And... It's always cool to see them elevate to the yeah. top level of the sport, and uh, definitely. So, who who are the kind of the heavy hitters this year? 
I, well, I, and that that question along with kind of who are the other top finishers from last year? Cooper, Assuming that they'll be heavy hitters again. Cooper obviously won the title. Justin Cooper won a lights title last year. Justin, did he? Wait. Lights being the 250s. Lights is yeah. 250s, yep. yes, sorry. Um, yeah, I want to say Cooper raced 250s last year. Did Cooper step to 450s this year? I can't remember. These are the things that I needed to research. Cooper got hurt the other day. Cooper's actually going to miss Supercross. He broke his foot. Not Cooper Webb, Justin Cooper. Okay. Um, he raced for Star Racing Yamaha, just like everybody else. He broke his foot and dislocated a bunch of metatarsals, broke a bunch of bones. He had a crash and his foot got caught under the foot peg or something it said mm. on Instagram. Um, Cincerulo got hurt a couple weeks back, but he was out riding the other day and he said he's feeling pretty good and he's going to go out and at least try to swing at yeah. A1 tonight. So I'd like to see Cincerulo up front a lot this year um, just because he was always kawasaki's pet rabbit growing up like he yeah. was always the he was the guy he was riding with ryan villapoto and ricky carmichael like yeah. legends in the sport that we all looked up to at 10 12 years old right this kid was riding right along with them at 10 12 years old yeah so he's had the monster energy kawasaki backing from a young age and they've followed through with him the whole way to the premier class and i'd like to see him get the title that he's been working with or working towards for so long. Right. Uh, I saw Christian Craig was at the front of... He's racing 250s again. He was at the front of the pack in free practice today as far as timing goes. And uh, Malcolm Stewart, James Stewart's younger brother, yeah. was at the lead of 450 free practice. Now, he's been super consistent the last couple years. Yeah. And I said on Twitter earlier today, too, that I would really like to see him up front and winning races and potentially winning a title. Yeah. It's just crazy because the last couple of years, the talent has always been there in the sport. Obviously, when you step to the professional level in anything, the talent is there and it's right. anybody's day, any day of the week. Like, you never know. There's so much that goes into it because you can get hurt in practice. You could be healthy all week, feel great, and you could yeah. hit a bump in free practice before qualifying and go down, break your collarbone, and you're out for the season. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. Dylan Ferrandis, super fast, super consistent all the time, great starter, gets out of the gate. Um, there was some controversy with him and Christian Craig the other year uh, coming together in the lights. Yeah. I don't wouldn't really call it coming together because... Dylan's French, they ride a little bit more aggressively in Europe, I will say. Really? Like, it's a more wide-open style. And I don't want to say it's reckless or, like, I, I don't want to say that it's targeted in, like, a, I'm going to take you the fuck out. Yeah. But the pass that he made on Christian Craig definitely looked like a, oh, I just squared you up. And, I mean, he put both of them down, but yeah. he he got a lot of heat for that, and I don't think he made any friends in america with yeah. that and he's a very talented rider i'm sure he's a great dude to hang out with i love watching him ride i love yeah there's something about i don't know if it's because i'm from america <laughs> and like everybody sounds the same to me but hearing somebody speak fluent english with a very 
heavy Strong French accent, accent yeah. or Italian accent or whatever country you may be from. Yeah. You can't fuck with somebody that speaks multiple languages because yeah. they're smarter than I am. Like, <laughs> that's what it comes it, down to. It, like, it I'm never going to make fun of somebody for the way that they speak no. because I know that he, like, this right. is just getting off on a tangent now, no, but... but <laughs> you saying that reminds me of... Uh... Talladega Nights when they meet the French dude and he they keep asking if he has peanut butter stuck in, in his mouth and stuff like that. I forgot about that. That just makes me crack up. Yeah. Because that's what I think of when you said that, but... <laughs> no, I don't... I, I feel like Ferrandis is a very... He's gotta be a cool dude. He's a hell oh, of a yeah. rider, but it's like one of those, like... You bring well, up Ferrandis in the wrong crowd of people in the motocross community, they're like, fuck that guy, he rides dirty. Cool. I'm like, bro... At the top of the top, sometimes, yeah. uh, well, you know the saying goes, Rubbin's racing. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying some of his passes haven't been, like, considered, I would consider them dirty. Yeah. But when the AMA and the FIA and everybody else, FIM or whoever the fucking, when they sit down and they have to review this stuff to figure out whether or not there's going to be a penalty, and they say, oh, nope, that was clean. I'm not the one that makes that call. They're the one that makes that call. Right. Now, do I agree with the AMA on almost anything? No. <laughs> but right. I'm and not the one that... Uh, it, me yelling at the TV does nothing, you know? Right. And it makes you wonder, does he do it because he knows it'll piss people off or it's a little sketchy? Or is he just so used to running because that's the culture he came from? I, I, that to him, it's just... That's, that's I it. honestly it's think running. it's the style. Yeah. If you look at Antonio Cairoli, you look at Jeffrey Herlings, any of these dudes that are fast as fuck in Europe, yeah, it's a different style. Like, mm -hmm. and Supercross versus what we call the outdoors, the nationals yeah. here. Supercross is a precision game of where which rhythm is the fastest through this section. Do I go high or low in this corner? Versus the rhythm of the next section. It's yeah. very calculated and very precise. And I'm not saying outdoors isn't calculated or precise. Right. But there's less... If you overshoot a jump in the outdoors, unless you're jumping straight into a corner, if you overshoot a tabletop, yeah, you might land to flat and you can probably ride it out. In Supercross, if you overshoot something, you're landing on the next series of jumps and it's going to throw off your entire rhythm. And the... Yeah. The... Um, it's tighter. It's tighter, yeah. and when you throw off your rhythm like that, you're opening yourself up to all sorts of things because you need to remember there's probably people behind you. Yeah. And just because you threw off your rhythm doesn't mean they threw off theirs. And if you end up in the wrong spot, you're yeah. going to get landed on. You're yeah. going to cause a bigger issue for yourself and everybody else around you. Yeah. And um, there's definitely Supercross in France, and, like, they... They do some races over there, not our American series, but there's because yeah. Barsha used to go over and race in France, and it's like a kind of like an in between seasons type deal yeah. or an off season type deal. But a lot of the tracks in Europe and a lot of what they call, um, I want to say it's called MotoGP. I guess it's the wide open like the outdoors of. Like, even European tracks are different than American tracks. Like, if you go to Bud's Creek or Ironman or 
Thunder Valley, one of the tracks on the pro circuit here in America, these tracks are manicured and there's definitely like some of them kind of have super crossy type features where it is kind of a rhythm and whatever yeah. else. French and Italian and wherever else these tracks are, Belgium. Yeah. It's a lot of sand. It's a lot of rough tracks. And it's just a wide open style. They don't necessarily have, like, they have jumps, but it's not, it's a lot of big tabletops and wide open sweeping corners, really rough sand sections. The The sand really sticks out to me they for go, some they reason. They go for more of the terrain feel, more so than, like, consistent, <clears throat> same type of dirt, but just jumps. Kind of I thing. trained with a guy in 2011. Brian and I rode with this guy. I remember his name, but I'm not going to say it on here because he doesn't have a great reputation with the local motocross community. Yeah. But he's based out of a couple... He's from a couple states south of us. And he raced professional in Germany at one point. He's from America, but he raced... I don't think he raced like a full series or anything, but he was over there for a couple races. And he said it's wild because like when you go to an American national, they have, like, the the yellow track markers and the tough blocks and stuff along yeah. the track, and then there's at least, like, space between you hit the orange construction fence or the chicken wire barrier that keeps the fans back and everything else. Yeah. He said in Germany, the fans will stand right up against the track, and, like, there's trees and shit there. They don't have tough blocks or anything in front of the trees. They have, like, pillows duct-taped <laughs> around the trees. He's like, if you come off a line wrong and you hit a bump and it sends you into the tree at 30, 40 miles an hour, yeah. you're going to feel it. Yeah. Or you might not feel it because you you very well could die. Right. And it's, I mean, it's a dangerous sport. There's no denying oh, yeah. that. Yeah. It's, and there's a lot of sacrifice that gets made even to get to not even the professional level like there's i never did anything with the sport i rode basically to keep myself out of trouble and to have fun yeah and there's still shit that i feel every day of the week and i'm like i don't i don't know how some of these dudes are oh yeah still doing it Travis Pastrana. <laughs> Bro, he's... <laughs> he's, he's not robotic no, at this he's, point. <laughs> he's a terrible example because the man is not fucking human. No. Like, there's no excuse for the shit that he does and gets away with. No, and I, the I, man I, is superhuman. I, I heard someone say at one point that he has, like, the body of an 80-year-old in, like, a 40-year-old's body. Like, he had the body of an 80-year-old in a 20-year-old's yeah, body. Like... <laughs> like like, just with the amount of breaks and sprains and this, that, and the other thing, just physical abuse your body takes. They need to do another documentary on him, because the one that they did, they released, like, 15 years ago, and yeah. he's done so much more wild shit in the last 15 yeah. years. He's he's still, like, by far my childhood hero. Oh, like, yeah. there's nobody even close to... No. My, my senior quote in the high school yearbook was a Pastrana quote. It's, it? it's, let's just, it's, let's just say, air quotes, difficult to win championships with duct tape holding bones in place. <laughs> That's cool. That, it's, 
I never got in, like, when we were in high school, like, the, the cool thing, I, I guess, would be to watch, like, Jackass. Like, people were into that. I was more into, like, the Nitro Circus Nitro Circus Not, was... like, their live show stuff, but, like, their... Well, the, that was before all the lives. Yeah. But, like, like, the movie and, like, taking trikes off of jumps well, and... Nitro Circus Tommy. <laughs> started out as a yeah. DVD video series, yep. and then MTV picked it up as a reality show, I guess, is what yeah. it was. And that was our middle school and high school. That was what was cool. Yeah. That and uh, Fantasy Factory, yeah. stuff like that. Nitro Circus, that was, yeah, that was before all the live shows yeah. and stuff. My mom was going to get me tickets for Nitro Circus Live okay. two years ago for Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, you know, there was this was right before I moved and took my new job and everything else. And I was like, listen thank you, I appreciate, like, she asked me before she just bought right, them. Right. I, was, I was like, thank you, there's a lot going on right now, and it's hard for me to get excited about anything, like, a couple months in advance, but thank you. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't spend the money, because then COVID hit, and yeah, it got right. canceled anyway, and I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that I was in that mindset of, like, sorry, I need to focus on, like, the day-to-day -day right now, yeah. because... Had I been super, super excited to go to that and then it got canceled, I would have been devastated. Oh, I yeah. still want to go. I'm going to yeah. get tickets to one, like, coming up, probably, but... But they, uh, they just... What was it, last year? They, uh... I think it was live on YouTube. They did, uh, the Pit Bike the Nationals. The Pit Bike Nationals. That was last yeah. year, yeah. yeah. Because that, they did it... They that was did a it, lot of fun to watch. They did it at his house, yep. and then they... They did like the live stream thing, yeah, and uh, then Tractor Supply sponsored it. Tractor He's Supply, like, Black Viper. Rifle, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, Pit Viper. Yeah. Well, the year before was the first year they did that, and that's part of the reason Pit Bikes got so big and so expensive. Between them and Twitch and the Deegans and yeah. C Boys TV, all Cletus those dudes and Cletus. his boys, yeah, bro, Pit Bikes are so much fun. I can't wait to make videos with mine because okay. like I really want one now. Bro, you should definitely get one. You got a trailer now. I well, do. Not that you didn't have a truck before, but that's true. I I could have fit it in the back seat. Bro, get one. <laughs> uh, I I brought mine home in the back seat of the Subaru. Got the wagon. Bro, you gotta get one. We'd have so much fun. Oh, that'd be a blast. We're gonna go out to Breezewood. I haven't been to Breezewood in since 2011. I would certainly injure myself, but it would be Bro, worth it. Breezewood took the kids track from what i understand they took the kids track and turned it into like a dedicated like the kids can still ride it but it's yeah. like a dedicated pit bike track now <laughs> they still have the big ass swimming pond and they just got like a big ass water slide like oh dude no, bro just, we're going we need a pit bike i just want it, the water slide yeah. worth it i mean you can still Why do you go i went to the wreck for so long brian and i well that's true <laughs> yeah a swirly side and a fucking whale come on man <laughs> Really slide and a fucking whale. Yeah. It's all anybody needs in life. Yeah. Not this past summer. That was the summer before that they televised it and everything. 2020. 2019, they did a race at Pleasure Valley, which is out towards Pittsburgh. Okay. They, they had, like, a couple different qualifier races, and then the finale was at Pastrana Land. Okay. Well, then they couldn't do that because of COVID two summers ago. So that's when Pit Viper, Tractor Supply... Uh, Black Rifle, all those companies picked it up. They had like 20 or 25 Kawasaki 110s shipped to Pastrana Land, and they... Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. They had a whole bunch of like brand new ones sent there, and then uh, 
Pastrana's guy that modifies everything. I forget what his name is. He went through every single one of them and did like the same modifications to everything. Yeah, so they, everyone had an it was all equal like bike. Yeah. level playing field. Yeah. And he had like some guys, retired professional racers. Mm-hmm. He had like, it's kind of yeah. like when Cletus does his invitational races. Like yeah. it's, he has like average Joes and then he has big name YouTubers. And it, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's wild cool. to see the, but it, it's, and I think Cletus does it too with the whole crown Vic thing. It's cool to see whether you're just, a, you know, homegrown dude or like an actual professional. When you put everyone on the same playing field, it's just interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Obviously, the guys that are professionals are going to do really well, generally. Playing field's so much more even that it's cool to see kind of what comes out of it. Yeah. It's, like, uh... like the when Cletus did his, uh, his last race... Um, Kurt Busch won, obviously, but for the entire race, uh, one of the dudes that built Cletus's drag car, uh, KSR Kevin, he was leading the entire race until Kurt Busch, uh, Can you even out. be mad that you lose to Kurt no, Busch? Like, literally, literally, if you, if when they interviewed sp- him afterwards, he goes, I don't care, I don't even care that I lost, I, I got spun out by Kurt Busch, it was worth it. Yeah, like, <laughs> any... I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I get super competitive and I'll get an attitude about it. Like, if you're going to take me out, yeah. I'm going to be pissed about it. Yeah. If Kurt Busch were to spin me out, I would get out of the car, shake his hand, and yeah. be like, bro, like, <laughs> I don't even care. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's... So, it's it's like the stuff like that. that that's I love to hilarious. see stuff like that. And, yeah. like, my favorite thing, they, they called that one corner at Pastrana Land, the toilet bowl. Yep. It was literally a downhill double, and when you jump... It jumps you, the landing goes into a left-handed bowl corner, and the corner spits you back out under... Under the double. Under the double, like, between the takeoff and the lander. Yeah. They had that, and then their finish line section was, like, three tabletops, and a lot of the dudes were (laughs) backflipping all three tabletops. That reminds me, uh, you and I used to go to Motorama. Yeah. And who's the dude with the pink hair? Casey Clark. I remember he he used to do heel clickers. I used to have that. He that, would like tear it up on pit bikes. I used to have the jersey from when he had pink hair. That I had that jersey signed hanging up in that other room. Really? I gave it to my friend Tom. Yeah, I bought it at a benefit auction at uh, Motocross for Christ the okay. one year. Have since taken down all the signed jerseys that I had, and I gave them away to. The only one I still have is Ryan Dungey, which was okay. one that I bought. I never had him sign it, yeah. so I still have that. I want to hang that up in here somewhere, but I'm kind of running out of wall space. Yeah, I don't know. I love motocross. I love motorsports in general. See, that's but... the thing. Like, <clears throat> clearly, I have no idea what I'm doing uh, or talking about. But <clears throat> it's it's just fun to watch. No, I've always been intrigued by it ever since I was younger. You've too. been. But like you just said, you've been along for the ride the last 10, 12 years. Because we yeah. went to Motorama. That would have been probably 2011. Yeah. That would have been yeah. 11 yeah, years we ago. We didn't have our licenses yet. Yeah. Because Ron took us. Yeah. I still can't believe you kicked. No, you didn't kick yeah, that. Did. did you? I did. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he jumped we're, over it and I kicked it. <laughs> we're walking under this tunnel. We leave the Pennsylvania Farm Show Complex, which is where they hold Motorama every February. And our friend Drake was with us, and he jumped over this cup. There was just, like, a random, like, drink cup sitting in this... It's a walking tunnel that walks you under... I think it's Paxton Street, or yeah. one of the streets right there outside. 
we're walking through this tunnel. It's cold. It's dark. And there's this cup, and Drake jumps over it, and Booker runs up and kicks it like he's kicking a 50-yard field goal. And it was full. <laughs> and it splattered all over Drake, and all over, which was funny as hell, because he annoyed the piss out of us, like, the night before. Like, he had never been to a sleepover before or some <laughs> shit. Dude, I didn't get much sleep that night. No, neither did I. You were on the table. Did I sleep on the table? You slept on the kitchen table. No, I was right next to the furnace. Oh, the coal stove. That was dude. my old house. Yeah, yeah. the coal stove. That dude. shit got spicy on there. Well, dude, I'm sitting there sweating all night long like I'm watching cops. Well, people... And, <laughs> good Lord, man. People wonder why I wear shorts everywhere that I go. Yeah. It's literally because of how I was <laughs> raised. With a coal stove. Bro, we had a coal stove. That house was no bullshit. 75 80 degrees all winter long no bullshit i was spoiled like i'd go to a friend's house and they'd have their house set at like 69 or 70 and i'd be freezing my ass off because i was so spoiled with the coal stove dude it was and now my parents keep it like it's what 15 degrees outside my parents keep the house at 65 and i'm like it's so cold but yeah but that's that's why i wear shorts everywhere i go in the winter because i wore shorts (laughs) year round growing up it's wild to see like the progression of the sport and like i don't know sorry i thought this was going to be a better supercross preview but i they're racing in anaheim it's anaheim one and i think they go to oakland next week and then Anaheim 2 is always the breast cancer awareness race. That's generally week three. I don't know what's going on this year, but... How many weeks you said it was for West Coast before East Coast? Six? Without looking at the schedule, yeah, it's usually six or seven. And then they've been doing weird shit the last couple of years. They'll switch to East Coast for four weeks, and then they'll go run another two West Coast rounds, and then they'll come... They'll do, like, six... Six weeks on the west, and then they'll go two weeks on the or four weeks on the east, and then go two more west, and then they'll come back and do four more weeks on the east. Like, I don't know. It you also need to remember that two years ago the season got suspended like halfway through it because of COVID, not even halfway through, it was like four weeks in. They suspend it because of COVID, and then they had to find a city that would let them race the rest of the races in. And Salt Lake City was like, yeah, COVID doesn't exist here. You guys can come race. (laughs) So they literally raced the rest of the rounds in Salt Lake City. Okay. And then last year, I forget what they did. They raced, like, California. They were in California to start, but they raced, like, the same couple cities, like, over and over. And then, like, when they went to Atlanta, they did two rounds in Atlanta. Okay. I don't know, they did a couple rounds in Dallas. Like, they were doing, like, multiple rounds in one city, which is, as long as they're changing up the track in between, which they were, like, I don't really care where they are at. because I on that anyway. I watch it on my TV. I'd love to go to one. We should definitely go to one. That'd be a blast. Um, Probably, like, Indianapolis or Boston or... They did one, they were doing them in New Jersey every couple years. They were switching back and forth between boston and new jersey Jersey. like a couple years but i don't know if they're coming back to new jersey or not i don't know i'd be interested to go i've never gone to a pro race yeah of any like never went to an outdoor never went no closest i got was motorama (laughs) yeah same motorama's great yeah yeah 
haven't been there in 10 years at this point. Uh, it's been like nine. three or four for me. Really? Because we would go with the Motorsports Club just oh, to yeah. watch. One of my friends was super into the gas uh, RC cars. RC cars are sick. Just watching. But, yeah. You get high as hell standing in there. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. It's cool. Dude, they it's, get big jumps. It's cool. They're things, fast. Too. They, Bro, it's wild to watch. It's fun yeah. to watch. But that, like, nitro fuel that they run in those, yeah. you get high as hell if you stand in there for too long. It's bad. Yeah. That's probably why I have, like, three brain cells fighting for fourth place right now. It's because I'm standing in there at 10 years old. That's fair. My friend Tom, I don't know if he's raced it the last couple years or not. He... I raced C-Class with him growing up, and then he started getting into pit bikes. He still has big bikes, but he was—he has a full mod KLX 110. Like, it sounds like a 250F. It runs yeah. fucking VP. Like, it's a nasty bike. And he hit me up when he saw that I got mine. He's like, yo, I have a bunch of parts. I'll sell you, like, one below. Yeah. So I actually need to text him back, see what he's got, see if he wants to uh, make a deal on some stuff. I know he was racing... Motorama, racing pit bikes at Motorama the last couple of years. I don't know that I'd... I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm not doing it this year, but, like, yeah. if I if I get into it and I start having enough fun, like, I'll do it for the video, if nothing else. Like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Motorama's kind of a pain in the ass. a three-wheeler. No. That's the last thing that <laughs> I need. You know why? Because Ron loves three-wheelers. Ron grew up on three-wheelers, and I'll buy a three-wheeler, and then Ron will hurt himself on it. And that's, I don't want to see anybody get hurt on anything, because he'll hurt himself on it, and then I'll get blamed for it, (laughs) or he'll hurt himself on it, like, bad, Yeah. and then I'm going to feel even worse, and if it's registered to one of my businesses, then that becomes a liability, and I don't want to do that, so, (laughs) I'm very calculated, even (laughs) though I'm a young degenerate, I'm very calculated in the things that I'm willing to expose myself to. Fair enough. Oh, man. It's called risk management. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> you get that with these big jobs. Uh, it's crazy. Like, we used to just do dumb shit because we were young and dumb, and now we do dumb shit, because but there's an algorithm <laughs> behind it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, what can I get away with that won't involve the police or a lawyer? <laughs> uh, my lawyer's so nice. <laughs> Patient, you she's, mean. <laughs> she's very patient, but she's very helpful. <laughs> it was great, the last LLC I set up. She's like, okay, here, here's everything that you need. Sign it, send it back. I signed it and sent it back. She's like, all right, it was great working with you. She's like, if you ever need anything else, you have my contact information. And that's the last I heard from her. I was like, you know, I like dealing with you. Yeah. You're very easy to deal with. Oh, yeah. Tell <laughs> Every- me what you need. <laughs> everything was Don't. over the phone and through email. There you go. That's that's one thing that I thought I was gonna do with my life and be a lawyer. Yeah, that's you. what I wanted to do. Really? Yeah. I wanted to go to business school and then I wanted to become a lawyer. Why? I don't know. I really enjoy law. I really enjoy. I don't know. Interesting. Every time I have to work with a an attorney, which I I haven't had to work with an attorney much, but and it's always for like business related things. It's never because of any trouble yeah. of any sort but every time I've had to deal with a lawyer I've thoroughly enjoyed the experience and I ask a lot of questions and they're like you ask really good questions I'm like well like I considered going to law school at one point but like I would have had to go to undergrad school to do that and yeah. 
something I thought I was going to get into. Yeah. yeah. You're not the first person that's looked really surprised when I said that, but... That's fair. I don't know. I had considered going for, uh, what is it, a biomedical engineer to work on, like, hospital equipment and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's respectable. Engineering's a good field regardless of what you're in. Like, yeah. regardless of what field you're in within the engineering field. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of my career is engineering based and like obviously with the sketchy cart and shit like that like yeah. I've designed all of that on my own and everything's gone the way that I've planned for it to go so far so like we're on the right I don't track. Know, that's, that's more mechanical yeah. engineering but for not having a degree in mechanical engineering I feel like I'm doing pretty okay I'd say so I don't know I, I just like motorsports and doing cool shit with my friends so anything else you want to talk about supercross related or not Nothing comes to mind. Well, I'm hoping we have a good race tonight. I uh, hope everybody stays safe. I don't want to see anybody ever get hurt, but it's it's a matter of if not, or it's a matter of when. It it's not if, it's when. Holy shit! I can't talk today. But it's it's three brain cells. They're in there singing body yadi 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 yeah, that, that's my brain cells. I appreciate you bringing the pizza. Of course. Can't do horsepower and pizza things without pizza. Wow, that's true. We're going to get you back on here soon because I want to hear all of your uh, dealing with the public oh, stories. Man, i got to remember them all. Yeah, well, that, that gives you homework. Now you can come in with notes. Yeah, oh boy. You worked for Subaru long enough that now when I have issues, I call you and I'm like, hey, I, I'm having issues. Nolan says it's a thermostat. Overheat. Yeah, he says it's probably a thermostat. I don't know. It didn't overheat. I put coolant in it yeah. at work. I think it was probably... How much did you have to put in? A lot. I have to put a lot in every time. I'm pretty sure it's head gaskets. It's got 130,000 miles on it. Yeah. The other thing I have, we did see one time at Subaru, uh, the head cracked. So it's pushing exhaust gases into the cooling system. So it overpressurizes and blows it out the radiator cap. Well, it didn't do that. Yeah. But then it evaporates because it's on the hot engine. Yeah. So you don't necessarily see the coolant. You might smell it. <laughs> oh, I smell it every morning when I start the car. But, yeah. I'm not saying it's not head gaskets. It's a Subaru. That's no, what makes a Subaru a Subaru. It's Share probably love, head gaskets, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to daily the Jetta, I think. I don't know. We'll see. I think you should. I think I should, too. Yeah, a life. Yeah. I got to pull that apart and try to fix the... Well, we'll talk. I have some ideas. Oh, yeah. V8 swap. Nah, bro. Yeah. I got, like, <laughs> five ideas, and six of them are bad ones, so... <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, no, well, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please go follow us on other platforms, at Horsepower Pizza. TikTok is still my largest following, and we are having a complete freaking blast i don't know what's so funny why are you laughing at me because you emphasized on the f and i was like oh lord he's actually gonna say it if you haven't already please go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) go fuck yourself san diego (laughs) now if you haven't already go check us out on all of our other platforms youtube videos every wednesday at 4 p.m eastern standard time 
www.horsepowerandpizza.com if you would like to support. And uh, we hope to see you at multiple Pittsburgh car scene shows as well as junk food meet this year. We have a full booth set up. We will be posted up at Club Loose 2, which is Pittsburgh. And we will be probably spending a fair amount of time at Breezewood Proving Grounds if you would like to ride pit bikes, swim in a giant pond with a water slide, and do all sorts of other hood rat shit with your boys at Horsepower Pizza. Good night, everyone.